On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we preview our Sunday night matchup against the Bears. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod and our website, PackersPodcast.com. Third down and seven. Rodgers backs up. Adams, touchdown, Green Bay. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pack It Up Packers Podcast. This is Ryan. Joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Hey, hey, hey. It's Bears Week. (sighs) And my belly's full. (laughs) <laughs> i i think this bears matchup could not be more perfect in terms of the disappointment of last week and then just being immediately like great amount of food in my belly and now sunday <laughs> night just getting to watch this at lambeau field i don't know if there's anything better than this rivalry although it hasn't quite been a rivalry as of late yeah i feel like we get a nice four-day build-up with the holiday for sunday night football will be amped up by kickoff, no doubt. So let's turn our attention to this Bears team, which at one point was flirting with first place in the NFC North, back and forth, back and forth, starting the season 5-1 and one before losses against Ram, loss against Saints, loss against Titans, loss against Vikings. And even if you look at some of those earlier games, Swift drops a touchdown for the Lions, which could have been easily a loss. The Giants were driving and fell short. The Falcons, that was one of their three choke games in a row. So if things were to work out a little bit differently, uh, the Bears might be in the Lion territory of winning about two or three games, but they still come to Lambeau as a rival, even though we've won 17 of the last 20. Not a big deal. (laughs) It sounds more and more like Mitch Trubisky will be the quarterback uh, Allen Robinson is putting up numbers that is just shocking con- considering he's kind of in this Devontae Adams situation except with the worst quarterback still doing business. Uh, Montgomery is cleared to come back. So how do we feel about our defense being able to contain the Bears? Yeah, I want to start with that schedule because when they were 5-1, and one, uh, I was getting nervous about playing them because of their defense. Uh, to be quite frank, but you look back at those five wins now, and four of those five, the teams they beat have three wins or less. Actually, they all have three wins. No, 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 I'm wrong. The Lions have four. But anyways, my point stands. (laughs) Four of their five victories were against sub-500 teams. The fifth one, ironically, was the Buccaneers, so that's a little confusing because, boy, did we struggle with them. But the offense – in particular from the Bears, has been their weak point. Everybody knows that part um, to the point that they changed up their play caller. So Bill Lazor, the Lazor, is calling plays for uh, his second game. So he had foals for game one, and now he's got to deal with a whole new quarterback. Uh, But I'm interested in your guys' take, too. I'm actually a little more anxious, a little more nervous that it's Trubisky coming back as opposed to just having foals in there still. Does this make you guys nervous at all? Yes. Uh, I actually just wrote this down while you guys were telling me that Mitch was actually going to be starting because I did not know that. So Mitch actually has me more scared because you look you you can look back in the past couple years, too, where he has hurt us with his feet. Um, He has hurt us on the play uh, rollout 
passes um, to avoid our pass rush. Um, they normally go opposite way of Z, Zadarius Smith, Z Smith. Um, but so it actually worries me a little bit more. And especially since he hasn't played um, in their last, you know, what, four losses in a row, right? Rams, Saints, Titans, Vikings. Um, so he's coming off probably more enthused to prove something instead of Nick Foles, who's coming off of four devastating losses. Um, so, it, yeah, it, it has recipe for disaster written all over it. Here's what I'll say to feed off that last point you make. I want Mitch Trubisky to think about every single thing he does. And so when he comes into this game, and if he comes into it, it's still up in the air, but it sounds more and more like Mitch is coming in. A guy that wasn't even on the, the roster last week. They had him still off on IR. This seems like a situation where he is going to give you at least four balls this game that if you don't catch it, shame on you. Cut these guys in the <laughs> secondary because he is going to overthink it and he's going to try to do everything in his power to regain the status of the Bears. Because remember, he's also going towards a contract year. It's mm-hmm. it's truly a make or break situation for him as an NFL quarterback. It's at least a starting yep. NFL quarterback. I need Mitch Trubisky to second guess himself on everything he does early. I hope and pray we do man to man coverage and bring a little heat because I truly feel that, yes, Robinson is good. I would hope Jair takes care of business. I don't really feel threatened that much by anybody else. Let's get into that backfield and let's take advantage of a Mitch Trubisky that's going to come in a little rusty with something to prove and will 100% overthink everything he does. Yeah, he's he's definitely going to be trying to prove something. And I don't it feels like he's not playing for a Chicago Bears contract anymore, but he's playing for next year's team to show them he's still got something. But it, it seems like he's the right quarterback for what the the Bears personnel is at the offensive uh, uh the line particularly their line is essentially filled with a bunch of practice squad guys at this point they had mm-hmm. alex bars and sam mustafer two guys they pulled up off the practice squad uh maybe playing at guard uh the center is now back into the backup position but you know who their starting right tackle might be his name is familiar jason spriggs yeah no he was, <laughs> he, was oh, yeah, he was really good for us right <laughs> But Trubisky's the right kind of quarterback that he can give you that mobility. Mm-hmm. So they get David Montgomery back, the bruiser. We need our, our tackling to be on point like it was in the first half against the Colts. But Trubisky can build off of that and not just like an RPO-style fashion, but I expect them to really try to change the pocket angles that he can throw from and don't just ask for three-step, five-step dropbacks, but provide him bootlegs and moving pockets to try to negate the pass rush a little bit and keep his reads to a half a field. That way he's not trying to read our entire defense and and go through one, two, three checks. You know, roll him out to the right, bring a blocker out with him, and just say, here's your two options, right? Simplify it for Trubisky so he can play well in this offense. It concerns me because the storyline is already written. You know, redemption is in the cards for Mitch Trubisky against the division rival. It's like, man, I wish it was just full still and we just know the offense is terrible. <laughs> yeah, you, you bring up a great point. That offensive line is atrocious, especially in the last two games. Um, I was actually at the Titans game and saw, saw it live. They got blown back so much. If they are allowed to run on us, I am going to have a big problem after this game. I don't care if we win or lose. Um, They should not allow anything in the run game that is even threatening. Even with David Montgomery coming back, this offensive line is beat up. And 
our defensive line isn't. We have almost everybody there and healthy other than I think what happened to Adams. But um, what what has he been doing anyways? Uh, but so it's 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 just a time for us to capitalize as a defense against not not a great offense. Let's let's just show that we can dominate against a not so great and talented offense. Yeah, Montrevious had been making a couple plays, but I think that's where our pressure comes from is the the middle of this offensive mm-hmm. line in particular. So, you know, Kenny Clark doesn't have to deal with Quentin Nelson uh, anymore after last week. Uh, that was a fun <laughs> matchup to watch, but uh, I expect to see his name pop up. You know, I expect a Kingsley Kiki type player or maybe even old Dean Lowry, the guy getting six million dollars a year uh, yep. for for four tackles every season. Those guys need to make plays and. You know, that would free them up to – I'm going to use a basketball analogy, but you know the defensive scheme of like a box and one where you take the star and you play man on him and then you play just a box zone around everybody else? Like can we do that with Allen Robinson? Just put Jair on him and then let everybody else kind of like focus on the run and drop into a zone as needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like that's this offense. Just what? cover Allen Robinson. Well, and, and stop the drop-offs because we're going to get pressure. We're going to cause – Mitch Trubisky to be under, you know, duress. So we need to tackle one-on-one or, you know, have the gang tackling like we did last game. Um, But, you know, they could break off some quick plays. They got some fast guys that can run after the catch. um, But will we be there or out of position like we have been in the past? Yeah, it's interesting over this losing streak. And again, it's so tough to say, especially if Mitch is coming in for that mobility that we brought up. They're averaging two sacks against and 10 QB hits. And so they are, uh, granted, Foles was sitting back there like a, a dead duck, but it's just, man, I I will be so frustrated if this goes back to the team of last year that just gets beat on short, quick passes mm-hmm. based on the fact that we're, we're setting up eight yards back at snap. And so it's just, I, I just can't help but feel as though we need to be overly aggressive this game. Unlike... Cook or some of these other running backs and running teams where, yep, you might get caught too far back and they're they're gone. I just don't get that feeling with the Bears that I will take a a sporadic 30 yard Mitch run if it so happens, as long as we're putting them on the ground much more than we have really against any team this year. Are you guys uh, worried at all about a little Jimmy Graham redemption touchdown? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's I think it's almost certain set in stone. I, I would say he's having a comeback year, but he, he's just having a productive year. I mean, the, the Bears have used him a lot better than the Packers ever did, specifically in the red zone. And then their second tight end is a exciting early draft pick of theirs, Cole Komet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I'd be interested if they're able to to stretch us with those two. Dare I say weapons? Weapons feels like too much of a compliment for those two guys where they're at in their careers, respectively. Well, but, well, especially if they got Preston Smith or Kirksey covering them. Why not? Like, go, uh, go if, for it. If Preston's on these guys, yeah. Well, I mean, that That's something if we're queuing up on the run, which I think we can, uh, that's something, you know, they could try to get these guys behind the linebackers and, and create some havoc in, in that sense. So I'll, I'd keep my eye on that tight end position to – possibly sneak one past us but you're you're right we need to be aggressive and we've proven time and time again you can make mitch trubisky turn the ball over i mean he likes to do that so there's no reason not to have two turnovers in this game so i'm going to ask you this question as we transfer over a little segue 
What defense would you guys prefer to have, the Bears or the Packers defense? The Bears. Yeah, mine too. So that seemed like an easy decision for everybody. But when you look at the stats, it is kind of interesting. They're about even in every single statistical category. Sacks are exactly the same at 2.1 per game. Their yards per game are almost exact. I think they're about five yards off. We're a little bit better on the run by about two yards. They're a little bit better at receiving or or playing in the pass game by a few yards. The biggest difference is points against, which they're averaging five less points per game. So similar to the Packers' defense, this Bears' defense will give up yards. Uh, they aren't quite at the level of rushing uh, the the backfield as we thought they were in years past. Still dangerous, all things considered. But Aaron Rodgers, assuming I believe every single person on the offense of side of the ball was on the injury report in some way or another, it's unbelievable how we're just listing everybody but Rodgers at this point. How <laughs> do we feel if we can get first half against Colts offense against this defense? You know, you, you bring up the stats, and actually, it did blow my mind when I actually looked at them. We're actually like, they're right above us, right, in most of the stats, uh, just by one. Um, but when you look at points scored for, we have 308 to their 191. Our offense has been helping our defense a majority of the year, um, where it's opposite for the Bears. Um, But to see the lack of big plays, you know, low interceptions, only six interceptions for them, you know, 21 sacks, you know, with that awesome defensive line, Akeem Hicks and Roquan Smith and obviously Khalil Mack. Um, So seeing that low of a number is actually very surprising. I want to chase this analogy down even further. So if you're doing Bears defense against Packers defense, personnel-wise, right? So I think, Ryan, the the stem of your question, right, you know, who would you assume is statistically outperforming the other? And obviously I think, you know, for the last 30 years you would assume the Bears. And if you do a personnel matchup, they got Akeem Hicks on the D-line. We got Kenny Clark, maybe comparable players, right? They got Khalil Mack on the edge. We have Zedarius. I'd I'd take Khalil Mack. Their corners are pretty good. I'd probably take Jair over Kyle Fuller and then Jalen Johnson. At least he's playing. (laughs) At least he's healthy compared to Kevin King. But both, you know, those two, those two healthy versus our two healthy. Maybe I take ours. But where they really stand out is Roquan Smith in the middle. The Mm -hmm. the Packers haven't had a middle linebacker in forever. And then uh, Eddie Jackson in the back end. And we'd. Amos has been playing nice the last couple of weeks, but he's no Eddie Jackson. So they're they're stronger in the middle where you want your strength of a defense to be. Uh, so I would trade I would trade helmets with those guys uh, any day of the week. I'd miss some of them, but I think overall we'd perform better with their guys. And you know, in that summation of who I would pick, kind of wraps up the Bears defense, right? And I think it's all about their linebackers and their corners. And they've just found a way – like for the last 20 years, doesn't it feel like every Bears game you watch, their defense scores a touchdown somehow? Mm-hmm. Like, like you're watching a really stale offensive performance and they're losing or by – special teams. Yeah, they're losing by 14 and then all of a sudden it's a tie game because of a defensive touchdown and a kick return for a touchdown. You're like, oh, what? How did they do that again? <laughs> uh, what's interesting, I think that – so there's a few things to break down here, right? It, uh, Josh, you had a point uh, offline that you should bring up around Devontae Adams and his route running. Let, let's start there. Yeah, you know, I was watching, especially the past two games. You know, it, it's been very evident that it literally looks like 
Aaron Rodgers is watching Adams, and Adams is just sort of running. It's sort of a makeshift route. It looks like he's running back backyard football routes, you know, just sort of reading the corner and going whichever way the corner's not going. Um, and and it's been working on some of the shorter routes, but you can clearly see other times the other wide receivers aren't really running routes aggressively or routes at all. Um, so like Dan was saying in our last episode, Adams has been the only option on a lot of these plays. And it doesn't make a lot of sense why why we think our offense has to run through Adams. We've proven it twice when he, when he has been out that we don't need him to score a lot of points. So you need to be balanced. You need to spread the ball out um, and just focus on what each player is good at. You know, that, that I, that's what I want to see out of this game. I don't want to see them doing things out of the norm of what the abilities of our players are. And they do. The Bears do have a corner, Jalen Johnson. I think he's a rookie, right? They're, they're young corner that they really like, and he's playing well. And he's been quoted saying he's looking forward to going one-on-one against Devontae. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm, I hope Devontae is too. Like, the guy's playing well, but Devontae's next level, right? So they're going to beat him up, though. You know they're going to smash oh, yeah. him on the line. Kyle Fuller always plays pretty well against Devontae. You know, Eddie Jackson is on the COVID list, but it's a close contact thing. So most likely he's back. I don't think you can expect a big game again or for Devontae Adams. The the question of how you free him up, I'd almost say you need to get him off of those three guys' uh, coverage or zones or man responsibility and get him against Buster Screen. And this has been the issue with the Bears secondary is number 24, the good old Tennessee Chattanooga, Josh. <laughs> I don't know if you remember watching him 10 years ago in college. Negative. <laughs> This, this has been their weak link. So Devontae's played a ton in the slot. I just read an article that his uh, statistical production from the slot, he's only like 20 yards off of his season high from that position. So they're using it a lot. And, you know, if you're the Bears, I don't know why you wouldn't just pull one of these corners into the slot when it's Devontae in there. Uh, but, you know, I think to Josh's point, the what we can do is that all eyes are going to be on Devontae the same way we'll have all of our eyes on Allen Robinson. I hope Lazard and MVS can take advantage of going against Buster Screen. That that's the matchup. Yeah, that and I'll spoil it now. That's my MVP pick is Alan Lazard this game. I, I think similar to the Colts game. If he would have played the whole game for the Colts, I think he would have had even better day. Um, and he did have a good snap count, so maybe maybe he did play good enough. But I think he's going to go off. I think the middle of the field, Raquan Smith's going to be very aggressive, especially early against the run. Uh, to make sure that they stop that, I, I say we attack the middle right away. Maybe, maybe a lot of play action. Um, bite, bite these safeties and linebackers that are very aggressive against the run, um, and and hit them over the top. And the, that was my point exactly. Is our running game has been very, very quiet. And granted, I know that Dylan has been out. I know that Jones was out. But it just seems like one of those things that the reason why we were rolling the first four or five weeks was everything we wanted to do, we did. And we balanced it out, and we found the openings. The O-line did what they needed to do. And lately, it's just been kind of depressing. When I, 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 The Bears are going to give up yards. They are going to give up yards. And if we end this game again with maybe floating around 60 rushing yards, it scares me because it means that we put all this back into the – Passing game, which granted first half were great, but second half we start to lose our way a little bit that 
I need, I need, I need a big game out of Jones and Jamal. Like it just has to happen for them to just be able to spread this ball out as far as they can. You guys know when our last 100-yard rusher was? Was oh. was, was it, it this Dallas? year? Dallas last year? Well, dang, you kind of ruined it. No, week two. <laughs> oh, but it's but it's been a while. I mean, we talk about Aaron Jones being this pro bowler that we got to resign. Uh, his last 100-yard performance was week two. So I, I think a lot hinges on Akeem Hicks playing or not. And he, he was a did not practice uh, on the injury report uh, the last two days. And, um, you know, I'd, I would expect him to put everything he can into being on the field mm-hmm. because he lets these run back, these, these run backers, these linebackers run around and be super aggressive. If they don't have Akeem Hicks, we need a hundred yard rushing performance, not from both the running backs. One guy needs to produce a hundred yards. So I, I'm not saying Jones gets 60 and Williams gets 40. I'm saying you need to go off. If you can take advantage of Akeem Hicks, not being there. If he's back in, it's still a stout run defense, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and I would expect Lindsley to not be playing the way he gingerly walked off the field last week. I'd be real shocked if you can turn that around in seven days. So what's our line going to look like? You know, is it is it running at left guard? Yeah, and I'm I'm interested where they put Jenkins, you know, because obviously he's our second best offensive lineman put him wherever the trouble is do they put him at right tackle you know to help with khalil mack because you know billy turner we saw it last year billy turner couldn't guard him so so who is going to stop the beast that's on the on that side yeah and what would you rather see runyon against akeem hicks or billy turner against khalil mack because you got to pick one of those matchups i don't know I think I'd rather give Runyon a chance. I mean, he he, he didn't uh, he didn't stand out in a performance against DeForest Buckner, which which is saying something for a rookie, yep. right? So yeah, he held his own. He did. We already know Billy Turner is going to struggle with Khalil Mack, so if you can kick Jenkins out to right tackle, the the problem is who plays center then? Yeah. I don't know. I think you got to keep Jenkins at center. It's what's working. And if Billy Turner struggles, you got to pull in Rick Wagner. Yeah, probably. It's, Can you guys believe Roquan Smith already has 96 tackles on the season? Oh, he's Holy so good. Crap. <laughs> he's so good. He's he's going to rush the passer, too, in almost like the Darius Leonard-esque role that they tried to create some heat on Rodgers. Roquan's going to be all over the field. So let's do our prediction for Bears at Packers on Sunday night football. All right, Ooh. so my, my call out. Uh, don't be surprised. Be ready for the trick play that's coming from the Chicago Bears. They're going to pull out anything they can here. I almost wanted to call a defensive touchdown, but I know I'm saying this coming off of our four turnover performance, but I'm fairly <laughs> confident we're not going to give them a defensive uh, a pick six or anything like that. So um, I just I've, I've got my eyes peeled for like the double reverse, you know, trick pass play or something to Trubisky streaming down the sidelines. I think the Bears know they have to produce, and if they're stymied early on offense, uh, I think they're going to open up the playbook to try to make something happen. Uh, Outside of that, though, I'm fairly confident that while it's a divisional rivalry game, um, the Packers should handle this in a somewhat close score, but a game that you feel um, somewhat confident throughout uh, the entirety of the game. So my MVP, like Josh, I'm not going Lazari, but I'm going MVS. He's had a good he's had a good couple games. 
mentally, you know, he wants a bounce back game. He wants to prove it to himself, to the fan base, to his teammates that he's there for him. He's he's made plays. Everyone's going to remember the fumble, but he's been making plays the last couple of weeks. He's theoretically your slot guy, you know, in a natural roster lineup. So he should get man to man coverage against Buster screen. And if there's no Eddie Jackson due to the covid list, then he can really stretch these safeties deep when they're in zone and then beat Buster Screen and man. So I'm expecting MBS to have a nice day. Packers 20, Bears 14, still low score. Ooh, that is so close to my <laughs> my prediction. Uh Man, I, I'm I'm actually scared of this game, and I'm putting it on the offense. The offense ended against the Colts the worst way going into a Bears game. They had how many three and outs in the second half? I could I, I don't remember at least two. Um, but if they even have a few three and outs in this game, we will struggle. Um, yes, I think our defense will improve, but that's just because I don't think the Bears execute on their side. I don't think it's anything special with how we play. Um, or how, especially how we line up uh, pre-snap. Um, I'm hope you know maybe maybe there's a change, but I don't think he's gonna. I think there's gonna be soft coverage because he doesn't believe in the Bears doing anything on him. With that said, I do have the Packers winning 20 to 16, low scoring. Um, and obviously, as I already said, Lazard is my MVP. I think he's only gonna come up with like seven catches, um, but totally 90 yards and one touchdown. Um, I just think he's the guy that comes up big on third down um, and when we need a first down or a play um, to get us back in the game. I think I think Rodgers will be looking his way because normally in those circumstances, uh, Adams will be doubled. So somebody somebody else is going to have to step up in this game. So I've been very pessimistic uh, this year. I am throwing that all out because we are going to beat the shit yeah, out of the man. Let's go. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And by and by being the shit, I mean we're going to win by over ten points. So hey. 27, 27, 13. I I just feel as though uh, the MVP I was originally going to give to Rogers because we need to break this streak of lazy touchdown throws, like or uh, interceptions. Like the two these last couple of weeks have just been really, really bad. And then you look at the Bucks game. It's just it almost seems like he's not focused on these certain plays and just wings it. And it's not what we need. Uh, I need to see just a solid game. Get back to that three touchdowns, no interceptions. Let's be steady. Let's hit our tight ends when they're <laughs> wide open. Uh, but ultimately, I'm going to do a dual MVP and it has to be the Smith brothers. It needs Ooh. to be a situation. It, what, there's The Smith brothers are going to account for two and a half sacks and one interception. So calling it, I wow. don't believe in Mitch. I think the rust is real. He's going to try too hard. I, I think Jair is going to do his thing on the outside. I think Kenny Clark's going to do his thing on the inside. But this defense just needs to show up early. And I can totally picture us jumping out 21 nothing at halftime and then just holding on as we see that elite slip once again. But we'll end up pulling it off big time to to get within, I believe, two wins of an automatic at least three seed. So uh, I'm yeah. ready. It, it really opens up the division for a, a Packer yeah, championship if, if we take care of business here. Your MVP is interesting because I was going to ask a question at some point, and I just didn't get a chance to inject it into the pod yet. But perfect timing. Who gets more reps, Rayshon Gary or Preston Smith? I think this game, they're ooh, Preston by a hair. 
I still yeah, I st- I think it's still Preston's to lose. They're still believing in him. Yeah, I, I'd still put my money on Preston getting more reps, but you're starting to see a little trend change here. Uh, Mike Smith, I think, is the linebackers coaches the linebacker coach's name, and he even said uh, the pressures from Preston need to pick up. He's been impressed by Gary's play. He needs to get him more reps. I don't think Rashawn out reps him, but I think we start seeing more of him like we've been asking. Yeah, over under on five field goals for the game, man. Huh? Across both teams? Yeah, yeah. both teams. Uh, that, that's, oh, you got to go uh, over, over five? You over. mean four and a half. So five yeah. hits? Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I take five. Yeah, these defenses are – they can I lock down five. in the red zone, I guess. Yep. And it's going to be like old times. The Bears are going to miss one. I, I feel very confident oh, in that as well. So, their kicker's actually been pretty good this year. Nope. Not this game. <laughs> Not so, this game. I told you, optimism is very high. We're I'm not going to be let down. <laughs> not going to be let down three weeks in a row with poor play. So with that, enjoy it. your extended weekend for those that happen to have off. We'll see you again Sunday night for our podcast dropping earlier in the week. Until then, thanks everybody. Go pet, go. Go pet, go.